every celebrity, their thought on Thursday and Friday would be, how do we skip the day? Beckham just flipped that on his head. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm delighted to say that uh, Vic Akers joins us on the line. Good morning, Vic. Good morning, sir. Thanks many for taking the call. Um, people will be very familiar with your story, Vic. Managed Arsenal women's team for 22 years, won 32 trophies, if I'm right, including a quadruple in 2007 with uh, Emma Hayes by your side. We wanted to get you on North London Derby this weekend. A record-breaking crowd expected at the Emirates, 50,000 uh, thereabouts. Could you have dreamed of this sort of stuff when you set out all those years ago? Well, that's what we did dream of, yeah. Uh, and it was it was a dream then, Um and obviously, over over the last sort of ten years, it's uh, it become much more of a reality, and um, and we can see where the game is moving. Um, it's going to be uh, exciting times in in the in the front of us, I think. Vic, you're going to the match at the weekend, is that right? I am. I am. Do I'm you going. think this boost is from like is it from the Euros? Is it just the way the WSL is heading? Like, what? Where are we getting all this interest from? Yeah, I think I think the Euros have, have really kicked it, kick-started the, um, the the sort of interests from more sort of male side of of the um, support. Um, it wasn't quite as much. I think families have, have grown and to to attend um, as as we saw in the Euros, the final, and there was no arrest, nothing like that, no trouble. Um, it was just an enjoyable uh, event and. And a wonderful day for everybody. I think as well the fact that, I mean, in recent years, it's actually become a proper North London derby in the sense that for a good few years there, Arsenal were hammering Spurs every time they played. They were putting massive scorelines past them. There wasn't the same bite there. There wasn't the same sort of competitiveness. And obviously Spurs have come on quite a lot in the last few years. And yeah. now it's a, it's a proper derby. I mean, we saw Katie McCabe in the derby last year <laughs> willing to go to battle for Beth Mead over some tackles that were being put in on her. What, in terms of the actual game at the weekend, do you think this is going to be a competitive one? Because obviously a lot of people are tipping Arsenal as potentially the only challengers to Chelsea this year in the WSL for the title. Yeah, as, as, as we saw on Sunday, the results didn't go go to plan for everybody, I believe, um, except obviously Arsenal and Man United of the top four clubs. Um, you know, Chelsea losing, Chelsea losing, Chelsea losing, losing it. In the end to um, to Liverpool was a massive shock and, and, and obviously Man City um, losing at, at Villa. So it's uh, it's going to be quite uh, an event this, this uh, time around, I think. And... Uh, Obviously, Chelsea have started exactly the same way they did because they lost the first game last season as well, um, but then recovered to to carry on and, and uh, win most after after that. Yeah, I think uh, there's yeah, a mad stat. Tottenham and Arsenal will always be a feature, um, hopefully friendly feature, because obviously, uh, you know, the the one thing you don't want is, is problems uh, them sort of games, especially women's games, which I don't think we'll ever get. Um, so. It, it's a it's a good event which I'm looking forward to personally, um, and again Tottenham have, have, have improved their their results have, over the last couple of years have improved immensely, um, and the club side has, has improved overall because obviously being 
incorporated then with a football club um, from the last five years or so is it is um, what everybody wants. It's it's what we want in women's football it's for major clubs to to take on the mantle as Arsenal did way back in uh, in in the nineties. Well, everyone who knows your legacy knows some of the players that you scouted when you were there with Arsenal women. Obviously, there was Emma Byrne, Alex Scott, Kelly Smith, some incredible players there. Who are the ones that you look at now in the Arsenal squad that impress you? Well, (laughs) um, obviously, I'm not saying this for for the sake of saying it because we're talking uh, to the Irish public. Um, But Katie, obviously, is is outstanding, Um, um, as is... Um, the captain, she she was there with me as well. So, um, and she grew up with us as a as a, as a young girl. Um, she's going to be an outstanding footballer on and off the pitch. Um, and obviously, Katie hopefully can get the Irish side over the over the line as well to to make the, the World Cups. Will you be paying? Will you tuning in to our playoff match when it comes up in October? <laughs> Yeah, we tuned into that for sure. So we watched the previous ones, and uh, you know, quite uh, quite events. Uh, you know, it was a little bit uh, unattended the last one, I thought. But um, again, it's not the same in those sort of countries. Um, women's football, um, but hopefully, it will develop as 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 ours has. Well, it's something we were talking about just in the sense that they've obviously sold 50,000 tickets for the match at the weekend. It'll break the English record for WSL game if everyone turns up. But we've seen it here where we'll have a sellout crowd in our ground in Tala, but people won't turn up because tickets are quite cheap. So very much hoping that hoping that people do turn up to the game at the weekend and that everyone who is committed to their tickets does arrive because as you say it is going to be a spectacle the talent that's on show is incredible and there's nothing quite like it I was at the Emirates for the Barcelona games and the Champions League and even though it was pretty empty then I think there was only like 12 to 14,000 which isn't a lot of people Mm. in a stadium of that size Mm. the atmosphere was great you had the Champions League music playing before the lights were going brought a couple of I was working at ESPN at the time and some of the lads brought their younger daughters and they were just like overawed by the experience (laughs) they were like this is amazing Well, that's what it is. It is for most people, probably in the 50,000 that have bought tickets, um, and, and as you say, if they arrive, um, that's what it is. It's maybe a, probably a first-time experience of, of watching uh, a female game, and, um, and, and let's hope that we present, you know, the proper football that, that we can play. Vic, but that's both. You're still the only English manager to bring an English club to the Champions League title. Arsenal are obviously in action at the moment in it. They drew 2-2 with Ajax during the week and have to now go over to them and play. English teams have struggled a lot in the Champions League and I suppose a lot of people talk about the WSL, that it's the best league in the world. But even Chelsea, I mean, you look at them last year, you look at City being knocked out already this year in qualifying to Real Madrid. What do you... Like English teams need to do, and I suppose specifically Arsenal to kind of bridge that gap because they really were being pushed during the week. And I know it's probably one of the few teams we wish we didn't get at this stage of the of the qualification process. Yeah, I think um, obviously watching the game myself uh, here on TV, um, it's 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 the finishing at the moment for me that uh, is required um, to to upgrade. 
Um, we, we seem to be able to make the, the chances, but um, not finishing them off. And, uh, and I think that's a, a big failing at the moment. But um, I'm sure, you know, the manager will get the grips of that and, um, and hopefully uh, get, get that rolling, you know, because otherwise it'll be a long season. Um, I thought I thought the other team stayed in the game, you know, very well. Um, but having said that, I think you, they'll, Arsenal will probably go there and win two or three goals. Vic, we're um, sort of it's a national obsession here talking about Katie McCabe and um, what position, what what her best position is. It's uh, it's a regular conversation for us here. You're watching her week in week out, and the conversation here tends to base itself around whether she's uh, best positioned a bit closer to goal or try and get her up a bit further up the pitch where she can influence things a little bit at that end. And what's good for Arsenal might not be good for Ireland, of course. But what's your sense of um, Katie, the player now at this stage of her career, and from what you're seeing week in week out, and how she's best utilised? Yeah, I mean, from from the left side, obviously, um, that's where she needs to be used. Um, whether it's in a four or or in a three, the three probably would suit her for me more. Um, but Arsenal play her back four, so I th- I think she's better off to play in the in the left set, left side of midfield. You know, for me, because she's she's closer to the other box, and uh, you know, she is a threat when she goes forward. She's got pace and and strength and energy so that's that's what you're looking for um to ignite the rest of the team and and that might just get the goals that we're we're just talking about now and you talk about getting the goals that are needed obviously you have McCabe in there you have Mead you have Blackstenius teaming up with Miedema do you where do you see it coming from specifically in all those different partnerships? Because I think towards the end of last year, we saw Miedema and Blackstenius in particular teaming up really well. Blackstenius has had a particularly good start after not all that great a Euros, although it was just a difficult Euros in general, I think, for Sweden. Yeah. Where do you see those goals coming for Arsenal? Yeah, I think, I think you know, I mean, Beth, Beth, obviously after the Euros, for me, you know, I'd like to see her just get pick up the mantle and, and carry on the way where she was. And, uh, and uh, if she can really discover that, that goal scoring form, then I think uh, she'll, she'll be the one that comes out of this uh, in, uh, in more goals for, for the club. Mm. And as Adrian said, we are obsessed with our, our Irish players and you worked with Emma Byrne back in the day. She obviously, she does quite a lot of work with us here now talking about football and assessing football and she's a woman who doesn't mince her words. She knows exactly what she wants and she, she says it. Was she like that back in the day when you brought her into the squad? Yeah, we had a we had an absolute wonderful group um, and Emma was paramount in that, obviously. You knowing what she's like and um, she grew up in, in, in that sort of way with us and was the best goalkeeper in the league, without a doubt. doubt. And um, at that time, probably goalkeepers were not so good in the air, but um, Emma was outstanding in the air and uh, she did an absolute marvellous job for the football club and uh, I was delighted that she played for our club. And when you were scouting these players back in the day, because obviously it's a very different setup to what it is now. I mean, you can watch multiple games across multiple screens. You There actually is television coverage of most of the top leagues, but you didn't have that fortune, but you still managed to bring through like some of the greatest players of that generation and obviously had incredible success with them in the team. Yeah. What was that process like at the time? 
made easy for me because of what I had in in, in the players, as you say. I mean, Emma, Kira, Yvonne um, were all in that group of 2007. Um, Niamh Faye was um, was around just prior to that. Um, so I think I added them up. The Irish girls that I had in was probably around about 10 girls um, in, in, the, in the early 90s and beyond. So uh, it's it was it was a good it was a good stage for me to um, to pick up talent in Ireland. I and remember I, when I was I had in... a good friend. yeah I had a good friend there Pat Duffy and um, and my sort of um, happy place was um, was Westport and we mm-hmm. we travelled over took the team over and played in a little competition um, over a long weekend there and and the people were fantastic to us. And, a lot of Arsenal supporters down there and if they're listening now I want to wish everybody all the best and uh, good friends we, that we made there Vic we'll have to get you over again for a reunion tour in Westport I think would be quite good to get the band back together <laughs> so If Pat Duffy is as well you'll be over in, uh, you'll be over next week Vic <laughs> It's right yeah Pat, Pat will have me back in but uh, how is it? We, we had such a good time it was lovely and, and we brought the side over as well to, to play the national side um, at one point there, and uh, I think we played at um, where did we play? Can't remember now. Might might have been Shamrock Rovers ground or somewhere there, but uh, but that was that was a good event as well, and um, you know everybody you know thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh, we had at one point also we had all four captains uh, in the team. We had uh, Kira uh, Grant from from the island. Um, we had uh, Jane Ludlow from Wales, uh, Faye White, England, and uh, famous Scottish centre forward as well. Um, A very impressive squad, all in all. And yeah, Julie Cleeton, obviously. Yeah. And Vic, obviously you were on the women's side, but you were also there for the men's side through some pretty impressive years. Are there any big moments that stand out to you there? Yeah, obviously the, the biggest moment, probably um, the unbeaten season. Um, those lads were fabulous lads as well. It, it reminded me of my girls' group in Venice, um, the, the camaraderie and everything that we had. Um, and we were all so close and... Uh, yeah, I think I think that was uh, the big standout point for me. Then still have friends there, Patrick and, and Dennis. I still speak to and Thierry Henry. And you know, I was I was at a funeral yesterday and speaking to some of the other old boys as well. Um, Nigel Winterburn would be in one of them, and uh, it was just nice to to be uh, be seeing boys like that after all these years. And do you still get to many of the games? I get to a few of the games, yeah, yeah. I gave my season tickets up last year because um, um, different reasons, but um, uh, I still get get to go. And certainly to the girls' games, I'm I'm always invited to uh, to the box for that. Um, as I was, I'm the president of the, of the ladies' football club, um, so yeah, that, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, um, and I'll look forward, hopefully to some more evenings there as well in in Europe and to put you on the spot what do you think the result is going to be from the North London Derby 
<laughs> I've no doubt what the result will be. But um, <laughs> obviously, it's got to be Arsenal, isn't it? So, uh, you know, um, for them to lose to Tottenham on their on the on their home ground, I don't think will be too popular. But um, no, I'm sure I'm sure the Arsenal will win tomorrow. Suspect you might be right, Vic. Great uh, to spend a bit of time in your company over the last little while. Thanks, Millie, for joining us. My pleasure, Adrian. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.